Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. you're having a good day wherever you are thank you for joining us for this episode of your best health with dr chris banning my name is aaron and i'm a co-host here with dr banning who is sitting right next to me in the white house chiropractic studios how are you dr banning hey i'm doing good uh we had a good day today um just looking forward to wrapping up the day with a good podcast excellent yeah we normally record on the weekends this week we're recording right here midweek and it's it's a little unusual. It is, but you know, uh, I want to keep the podcast going. Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, the thing. So, You're going to be out of town uh, this weekend, so yes. we had to record early. Either that, or we'd have to miss an episode. And we don't want to do that. No, especially when we're right here smack dab in the middle of our weight loss series for summer. Yes. So you're giving us tips and and uh, helping us learn about weight loss the healthy way, not like these crash diets. I remember in the, uh, was it the 70s or 80s where that Stop the Insanity No Fat Diet came out? I don't know, but they did a heck of a job marketing that. Boy, the lady that was marketing it, was she like a... She has shaved her head, and yeah. she I think she was like a cancer survivor or something. Was she? I, I don't know. That may just be... She was kind of like something. the female version of Simmons. Richard Jean, Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Not Gene. I was going to say Gene's. Yeah. Uh, Richard Simmons, yes. Yeah, the female version. <laughs> You're right. She, she kind of had like that she personality. Was more masculine than Richard. Too. But they did such a good job of drilling yeah. it into everybody's head that people still to this day are afraid of fats. Yeah. But anyway, that was a, that was not a good diet. And we're learning years later that it caused so much harm. Um, yes. So anyway, this is episode three of the weight loss series, 2019 summer. What are we going to discuss today? Well, let's talk a little bit about metabolism. Um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I've got a slow metabolism. Well, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. You may not have been born with it. There's a good chance you had a decent metabolism and you're just doing things that are blocking your metabolism, slowing it down. Um, so we want to talk about metabolism and in ways that you can enhance your metabolism or remove any obstacles to your metabolism because metabolism is how you burn fat how you burn calories and how you ultimately uh lose weight and get healthy so in general when we look, when we look at a person a person's metabolic rate um is looking at uh two things it's looking at how the body burns energy or expends it and how um versus its storage are you talking about the basal metabolic rate yeah i know all about that actually I, yes i do and and that's that's one thing that i had to learn about before i had my summer where i lost 60 pounds really what did you learn i learned that my basal metabolic rate was 1200 calories okay gotcha yeah so that and that means that if you if you wake up and don't move all day your body will burn so many calories just by being your body, just by working properly. Mm -hmm. And that's the basal metabolic rate. That's, that's the, that was, uh, I never wanted to go under that. Okay. So, So I never did actually. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, you know, so there's a couple of factors. There's age that affects metabolism. It can slow down just gradually over the years. 
Um, and as we get to a certain point, you hit menopause or menopause, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where the metabolism can tank. Um, and there's reasons for that. Um, everybody has a difference in their metabolism or their speed of their metabolism. And some people, it's very easy uh, to burn fat to keep a body weight down. Doesn't mean they're still healthy, though. Right. And other people, it's just whatever they do. They breathe, they gain weight. They sneeze, they gain weight. Anything like that. Now, um, and they think it's all about their genetics. Now, there is some some truth to that. But, again, um, genetics loads the gun. Lifestyle choices fire it. Okay. Okay. So... Um, we want to talk about things that affect metabolism and how to remove things in your diet that could slow down your metabolism. Notice we're not talking about gimmicks here. We're just talking about stuff that can slow things down. Yes. Um, but let me do this. Let me give you a nice little tidbit here. This is a metabolic booster drink. Okay, good. You can have it before your meals, 20 minutes before your meals. Um, what you do is you, you heat 12 to 16 ounces of water. Now, I take filtered water and, and heat it up. You don't want to make it hot. You want to just make it warm so you can melt the honey. And then you put, uh, with that 12 to 16 ounces of warm water, you put in a teaspoon of raw local honey. Good stuff. Now, that's optional. You don't have to. If you have blood sugar issues, you may not want to do that. Um, but uh, it has a lot of good minerals in it, and it's got a lot of good things that help you with your allergies. Um then two tablespoons of Bragg's apple cider vinegar, mm-hmm. two teaspoons of lemon juice from lemons, and then a pinch of cayenne and a pinch of cinnamon. Shake it up, and there you go. Nice. Okay. I had some of that uh, just, just before I came to my second shift today. Yeah. It gives you good energy. Um, you know, sometimes if you're feeling sluggish, if you got a lot of fluid in you or you're just you know, swollen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good thing to do on a regular basis. So um, that's just a little little tip. It works really well for people. Um, so what we can do is we can just go over some things that uh, potentially can be stumbling blocks for people in their metabolism. All right. So let me just start with, let's see here. And while you're looking for that, I got a question because yeah. you, you you mentioned this when we were first starting today. But um, age does age affect everybody's metabolism? Or, or oh yeah, just, okay. So everybody's. it's it that's normal. Oh yeah, across the board. Okay, and we're that's, all going to die. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pay taxes and die. That's the two. Those are the two things, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and then meet your maker. That's right. Yes. That's the biggie. Yeah. Um, so uh, we talked about genetics, and some people will have different genetics, mm-hmm. and that can affect metabolism. Like, say, if they have genetics that relates to a thyroid issue um, or genetics relates to their heart or digestion, all those things can affect um, your metabolism. The efficiency of how your body operates, burns calories or stores fat, that type of thing. Um, another thing is your hormones. Your hormones can actually, you know, you know, like thyroid hormone. Um, that's a regulator of your metabolic rate. Um, so where does the thyroid come from? The thyroid hormone come from? It comes from the hypothalamus. 
Now, the hypothalamus releases a, it's called a thyroid-releasing hormone. And then what happens is your liver has to convert it into an active form of thyroid hormone. So if you have liver issues, guess what? It's not going to work you right. You can have metabolic issues. If you have a toxic liver or a fatty liver, it's not going to be converting the T3, that's what they call the inactive form, to the T4, the active form. Okay. So we could be taking thyroid medication or iodine or all that fun, fancy stuff, and if your liver's not working, you're never going to be able to regulate your metabolism. If you take it artificially, that's <laughs> it's just you're not regulating it like you should, like your body should. Because your body wants to adapt to its external environment. So, okay. so yeah, so hormones can be affected. Um, they can create problems with your, with your metabolism. Um, so you can have an overactive thyroid or underactive thyroid. Your liver can, cannot be converting the, uh, the hormone to the active form. Um, so we'll hit hormones again when we talk about stress. But the thyroid is the one most people think about on a regular basis. And let's go on. Anything that will increase stress in your life will increase your stress hormones. So lack of sleep can cause an increase in your stress hormones. Good, healthy sleep can help you lose weight. It now, absolutely can. It can. Yeah. And there's so many people that don't pay attention to it Yeah, when it is a big deal. Because if you sleep better, your growth hormone goes up. Um, you know, everything just works so much better and more efficiently. Your stress hormones are down. Cortisol is a hormone that will increase fat storage. Um, it's it's a bad hormone to have um, being very active while you're trying to lose weight. So the people that grind it out on a treadmill and stress themselves out, they're increasing their cortisol levels. Yeah. Increasing the uh, the fluid in their body, fat storage, all that fun stuff. God put that cortisol there for us when we're under stress so that we can find food. So when we're under really big stress that our body will preserve energy. Well, you don't want to preserve energy. You don't want to preserve fat when you're trying to lose fat. Right. So um, I think that's real important that you say that, too, because – I read a book, and, I, and we've discussed Did this. Did you read a book? Are you kidding me? Oh my God. We have discussed this because we had a we had a a, a mini series on sleep earlier in oh, yeah. in our podcast. But I read a book by a guy they called Doctor Sleep, and he said that that he it drives him nuts that there are twenty four hour gyms because you work out in the morning that's that's something you do first thing, right? And you don't he he won't allow his patients to work out under uh after like 9 a.m but just because of how it yeah your uh, body yeah your adrenals um as you wake up in the morning with light the adrenals uh your peak adrenal is in the morning yeah yeah i i have some family members i have a dear family member that i love to death who just got married and um she's upside down she stays up late she sleeps late and (laughs) There, there's just no way you can have you can be healthy over the years right. with that type of a um, a sleep pattern and wake pattern. You know, we were meant to be up and moving around in the morning. Yes, and our adrenal cycle that way, our whole body cycles, like our energy cycles that way, instead of being up at night and sleeping during the day. Yeah, you know, so, God, God designed us 
and, and I don't get up. I try not to get up until he turns the light on outside. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I'll go to bed shortly after he turns it off in the evening. I know. <laughs> like in the mornings, um, I can see the light coming at five o'clock. Yeah. And I'm like up like, oh, okay, it's five o'clock. Yeah. And I'll look. Sure enough, it's five. So I usually sleep till about seven or <clears throat> seven or so. Um, so sleep is a huge strategy. Get some blackout curtains. Um, don't eat, you know, close to your bedtime. Mm-hmm. Finish eating at about 630 or seven. That's what I do when I get home late. Um, and of course, don't exercise uh, late. You can exercise in the noon times as well, but the later you are after, say, four o'clock, the the more challenge it's going to be. Depending on, you know, caffeine. Keep caffeine down. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, yeah. um, so you know, don't get arguments. Don't get stressed. Don't to talk about stressful things. Um, a lot of the uh, EMF frequencies. I'll take my iPad and my iPhone, and I'll put it on airplane mode because those disturb a lot of your delta waves. Didn't know, did not know that. Yeah. Another thing you can do is get blue blockers. Now, I did know that. Blue blockers are yeah. good. Um, they're very effective. A lot of people get good results with them. It's just basically glasses that blocks out the blue light, mm-hmm. which is what we get from these these dang computers and all this other stuff. Yeah. They're yellow so, tinted, aren't they? I don't know. I'm yeah. thinking about getting some. I believe they are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you need to get about seven, at least seven hours of sleep. Um, if you're not there, then you need to work on it, and you'll be nicely surprised. The other thing is, is if you're trying to lose weight and you're pushing mm-hmm. and you're upset and you don't like the way you look and you're being mean to yourself, that's stress. That's stress. There's a lot of people that diet for the wrong reasons yeah. and try to get healthy for the wrong reasons. And I'll admit, I am one of them. I do got some vanity in me. I like to look good and healthy. Sure. I like people to look at me and say, hey, now there's somebody that's healthy and they're a chiropractor. I like to come see them. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's just, that's part of me. I'm not a chiropractor and I like to look healthy. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll be. <laughs> um, so moving right along here, uh, you know, strict diets. We're not going to have a strict diet for people here on this program. A strict diet is something that creates so much more stress. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got to get this. I got to measure this. I got to do this. You know, after a while, you're spending so much time measuring, and then you finally sit down to eat, and you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. Then you got to plan for your next meal. So a strict diet's going to, you know, it's going to make you stress a lot more. Now, prepping, I think, is good. But prepping doesn't mean it's a strict diet. No. Prepping is just you, making it easy to eat good, healthy food when you're too tired to make it. Yeah. So you load I up think, the freezer on the weekend, you're good to go for the yeah, rest of the week. I think it's a great strategy. Yeah, I do too. Um, the other thing is salt. Um, a lot of people will crave if they don't have salt. Now, table salt is not very good. We talked about that. It's basically sodium chloride. Right. The best salt you can get is the pink Himalayan salt. It has 96 minerals in it. Minerals are the spark of life. Um, so those minerals are great for your mind. They're great for um, helping spark metabolic processes like digestion, like transferring nutrients into the cell, getting rid of waste products, uh, all those things. So Himalayan, pink Himalayan salt is awesome for you. Really good. Um, and it has some iodine in it as well. It's pretty easy to find nowadays, too. Yeah. So, so you've heard people say, I'm moist. I'm dry. Yeah. I'm moist. I'm dry. It sounds kind of funny. Yeah, it does. But, uh, yeah, being dry and parched is not good. Just think of this. Water is the universal cleansing agent. Your body is 70% water. If you're dehydrated, how is your metabolism going to function? 
How's your body going to clean itself and get rid of junk? How's the blood going to circulate? Your blood's going to be thicker. So you want to be hydrated. So you're, you, you know, your everything functions well. It's like a lubricant. It's a lubricant for everything. Yeah, and you hydrate with water. You don't, you, Dihydrogen oxide, yep. a.k.a. water, H2O. And you can't count the water that's in the coffee you drink. I made that mistake early, early. Oh, my on. gosh. Yeah, I've had a lot of, so a lot of water today. Well, I drank a couple of liters of Coke. Does that count? That's got water in it. Yeah, that's a whole 120. That's a gallon of water, basically. I've told this story before, too, but I had a health teacher that said, once water touches anything else, it's it ceases to be water. If you brew coffee, it's not water. It's a whole different chemical makeup. Yeah. It's a different beverage. Yeah, water, water and water soluble substances just uh, turn into something different. Yeah, it's yeah. something different. You can't count soda. You can't count water. You can't count juice. You count water. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and she taught. She taught me. She and I'll never forget her. She was a great teacher. But she once told me never walk past a water fountain without getting a drink, even if you're not thirsty. Really? Yeah. Taught me that. That's interesting. Stuck with it. Good deal. Yeah. Um, so moving right along, uh, there's minerals. And we'll, we'll start talking about some medications, too, that can be blockages for losing weight and for metabolism. But your, your minerals like calcium, magnesium, and zinc... They're all absorbed in an acetic environment. So we talked about digestion, yeah. how your brain sends a signal to your chief cells, your parietal cells in your gut, and they produce hydrochloric acid. That's an acetic environment. So there are certain minerals that are absorbed by your body in an acetic environment. So if you're taking antacids, what's going to happen? You're not going to have an acetic environment. Mm-hmm. If you don't have an acetic environment, you're going to be deficient in calcium, magnesium, and zinc, and a lot of other minerals that are critical for just metabolic activities. So get off the get off the antacids. There's there's we've got a program here. It's called Life Without Acid Stopping Drugs. It's a slow process, but I think we did a podcast on indigestion, heartburn. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, we yeah, have, yeah. yeah. So anyhow. Um, so, yeah, so if you're getting osteoporosis, uh, you know, antacids will do that because you don't digest calcium. If you're getting a lot of cramping and muscle spasms, a lot of uh, memory issues, magnesium can create that. If you get sick a lot, zinc, you know, zinc is uh, really big with your immune system. So, uh, so anyhow, uh, the next one is medications. We just talked about antacids. Um, blood pressure medication. So if we go to blood pressure medication. That's a big one nowadays. Yeah, one of the big things blood pressure medication does is it makes you deficient in something called CoQ10. Now, CoQ10 is something that your mitochondria needs to produce ATP. That will directly affect your metabolism. Because your mitochondria, they call it the powerhouse of the cell. So it produces ATP, so the mitochondria produces energy for healing, uh, for growth, for repair. There's all kinds of things. So if you're lacking CoQ10 from taking blood pressure medication, um, that can affect your weight loss. It can affect your metabolic activity. You know, And the, the reason you are taking blood pressure medication is probably because you're overweight. Mm-hmm. You've got some, uh, you know some plaquing in your arteries, things like that, or just you you have a lot of fat to push the blood through, and that increases pressure. And really, quite naturally, 
the body is intelligent by raising the blood pressure because it senses that there's areas of the body that are not getting oxygen. Um, there's areas of the body that are not getting nutrients and nourishment. So, Okay. Does that make sense? It does. makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, let's see. What other medications can we talk about? Do, 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 do. Oh, steroids. That's a big, fun, exciting one. Um, I learned a lot about steroids through a receptionist that I had. She had dermatomyositis. It's an autoimmune disease. And, man, she had to take steroids. But she would gain so much weight from these steroids that it was ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the steroids can create all kinds of problems with uh, swelling, weight gain, slow your metabolism down. So, big time. No, no. And steroids kind of got, um, you know, people think of of muscle. They think because of all this doping in the in the sports uh, areas. But steroids are more than just what people take to grow muscles. They they have a anti-inflammatory effect. Yeah, much. But bro- your body controls all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so your body produces the right amount of steroids. At the right time. So if your body is stressed, you're making poor decisions, it's going to um, increase the stress hormones, which will make you fatter, which will make you madder, which yeah. will keep you from sleeping, which will just keep you spiraling into a stress cycle of fat storage. Um, but if you, you know, you make better decisions, you're going to, that's going to help you lose the, the fat. And you mentioned angry. Yeah. They even coined um, roid rage. Roid rage? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's a... Steroids yeah. can cause you to uh, roid rage. Yeah. Not good. Well, I don't know. It's just not something that I really... I, I mean, I enjoy going to the gym, but I enjoy getting good results with my own roids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, another one is statins. Statins are huge. Yeah. Um, statins, basically, that's cholesterol-lowering medications. Um there is really no correlation between cholesterol levels and heart attacks. Really? Yeah. Um, there That's are incredible. some cholesterol levels that you can look at that will tell you that this person is inflamed because there's different, there's 13 different types of cholesterol. And you know, when you exercise, the HDL cholesterol goes up, which is good, which is what you want. When you don't exercise and you eat junk food, especially trans fats, your LDL goes up and the real tiny particles go up and those little tiny particles are involved in the inflammatory response okay stress feeds that and so what happens is um you know you you have the arterial walls that can become damaged they can develop a we call it a lesion or some type of a plaque and when the inflammation goes up those ldl very tiny particles will start to embed themselves around that lesion in the vessel and it'll build up a plaque. It'll just get thickened and the vessel will become less elastic. And so, you know, that's a major deal. That That's the big one for the heart. Mm-hmm. But it happens in a lot of other vessels. You know, it can happen with any blood vessel. So, yeah, so what cholesterol, you know, statin drugs do is it shuts the liver down. And the thing that... This is what's so critical. Cholesterol has been vilified, but cholesterol, you have to have cholesterol to make just about every hormone in your body. 
Okay. Okay. So if you're short on cholesterol, what's that going to do? It's going to mess you up. You're going to, your body's going to have a hard time. Um, it can become deficient in, in cholesterol to produce hormones. Um, the other thing, and, and hormones are all about your metabolism. And the other thing is, is when you have a cell, you know, we got billions of cells, but a cell membrane wall is made of, it's called a bilipid layer, um, fat, protein, fat. And that is what allows things to get into the cell and outside of the cell, that bilipid membrane. So there's two layers of fat. And what is that made of? Cholesterol. Mm. Okay. So cell membranes can stop functioning properly. Um, They don't work like they should be. Well, what could that mean? Well, name a cell. Name a part of your body that you don't want to function. (laughs) No, I want all my body to function. Yeah. So the cell membranes um, require cholesterol. And if you lower cholesterol um, with these drugs, it's going to create a lot of problems for for muscle conduction. They have rhabdomyolysis. That's when the muscles just waste away. Mm. Um, They have global amnesia. The brain requires fat. Fat is cholesterol is in fat. Mm-hmm. A good healthy brain is the majority of it is, is fat. Your nerves require fat. So there's an interesting uh, YouTube video. It's called uh, Space Doctors Don't Lie. <laughs> it's one of these things you're just like, really? I want to just watch this thing. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It was a story about a, a doctor for Kennedy Space Center. Now, these are the elite doctors in the world. And his cholesterol levels were high. So he goes in there, and that's after he had his blood tests and, and, and all that stuff. And these are the guys that are supposed to know everything. So he ends up getting on cholesterol medication. And a guy could run. He was in good shape. This typical, you know, athlete, fitness-type person in the Kennedy Space Program. And um, he's a doctor. And he ends up forgetting everything oh no he doesn't remember where he is he gets lost he doesn't know his wife he doesn't know anything oh my gosh yeah and this is right after taking his cholesterol medication okay so he had a big scare there he got off the medication and he thought well let me try a different cholesterol med so they did same thing happened that those two big events in this doctor's life led to space doctors don't lie Okay. Okay. So cholesterol meds are really rough. They're rough on your liver too, and your liver is the center of your metabolism for turning on, activating hormones, uh, for controlling your blood sugar, storing fat, things like that. So, um, all right. So we talked about cholesterol medications. Okay. So also energy drinks. Oh boy. Um, they destroy your energy systems. Um, I know a lot of people will drink Gatorade. Or now, is just, that a bad one? Oh, it's horrible. I didn't know that. I drink oh. that sometimes as, oh. with meals. Michael Jordan just trained us to do that. The Gators trained us to do it. The Florida Gators. Yeah. But um, they have uh, hydrogenated, veg- brominated vegetable oil. That doesn't sound good at all. It's horrible. In fact, the <laughs> Europeans got rid of it altogether. Brominated vegetable oil. Okay. Um, first of all. Vegetable oil is horrible for you. Especially in your drinks. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's disturbing. Well, so let me just let me just go over this. Okay, you've seen a sawhorse, right? Sure. All right. It's got 
the horizontal, the spine mm-hmm. that's horizontal, and it's got the the legs that go down and touch the ground. Right. All right. That's a sawhorse. Okay. A fat change, a fat chain, a a fat, you know, as it's structurally chemically made, has a spine, which would be the horizontal two by four of the sawhorse. Okay. But there's something called a cis fat and a trans fat. The trans fats are generally not found in nature. So the structure of that fat, what you would do is you would take the sawhorse, you'd have one pair of legs down and one pair of legs up towards the sky. So that is a messed up Lego if we're building something. Okay. All right. So if you need a a Lego part that's in the cis, like the sawhorse, with the legs down. Yeah. You can fit that in and build something. Everything's good. That's what your body does. If you have fats that are in the trans, it won't fit. What the trans fats do is they make your cell membrane more rigid. They mess up the receptor sites, and it's very hard for your body to get rid of the uh, trans fats. They're very toxic to your bodies. Yeah, I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot about them, you know, just in the news. Yeah. And there's nothing good about them. And there there are countries, like you've said, that have banned them and they should be banned because most they're mostly made in laboratories aren't they they're they're yeah it's all fake but um you know it's just there again it's it's part of the processed food industry and it's it's not good for you it's it's a it's an alien inside of your body and your body doesn't know what to do with it and it can get put anywhere in your body and next thing you know you can start having problems that's scary um yeah so um, you know, so anyhow, uh, let's go back. Where were we? We were talking about, uh, I think we were talking about, uh, fats and, uh, energy drinks. Yeah. And brominated vegetable oil and Gatorade came up on the, yeah. And that's going to be high in sugar. You know, the carbohydrate loading and stuff. If you're a marathon runner, I get that. But if you're just going to the gym to have a good workout, you do not need to load up on carbohydrates or sappy garbage. <laughs> processed foods your face is getting red i can see you're you're starting to it makes no sense stressed you're not gonna sleep well tonight so uh, and there's there's kids that are having heart attacks from these energy yeah that's sad that really is sad so it actually increases your blood pressure the energy drinks do it 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 creates arrhythmias um you know and when your body has arrhythmias in the heart your chambers don't get full of blood so they're just sitting here squeezing and nothing's pumping out. Okay. And so that's the arrhythmia. That's a heart attack that they have. Um, the other thing is, is, is it's not good for the brain. It's not good for the thyroid, the adrenals, and the gonads. That's oh. where your energy comes from. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, that's that's not good at all. All but, right. Uh, and, um, you know, I think I've talked a lot about some, you know, most of the things. Uh, you know, there's a couple other things. Um. If we just look at things that can be a result of lifestyle, did you know that uh, you know chronic issues like uh, autoimmune disease, um, multiple sclerosis, irritable bowel, Crohn's, rheumatoid, lupus, all those things come from the gut. Right. 
Okay. Now, if you are susceptible to a lot of these things and you eat a lot of food that's not good for you, you may be somebody that's at a restaurant and you'll say, can I have this to go and then go to the bathroom right away and come back and go back to the bathroom and you will not enjoy going out to eat. Mm. Okay. So leaky gut's a big deal. Um, And again, wheat, dairy, corn, and soy, those are all tied into leaky gut. And we talked about um, Dr. Walls, W-A-H-L-S. She resolved her own multiple sclerosis by eating a protocol that she invented called the Walls Protocol. It's mostly paleo and there's no GMO. There's no um, wheat, corn, dairy, or soy in, in her diet. That sounds like a good diet. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not easy, but this is a deal. When you go to the doctor, they don't give you anything for diet. They just give you drugs. A lot of them are chemo drugs that shut down your immune system. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of shutting the immune system down, let's find out what's causing the immune system to react. So there's a little test called the COCO test. COCO is put out by Dr. Coco in 1956. Um, but what he said was the way you test for a food that you're suspect to, to being um, something that you're either sensitive to, hypersensitive to, you're intolerant to, or you're allergic to is you take the suspected food. Well, first of all, you take your pulse. Okay. And you're resting. You're just sitting there. And then find out what your resting pulse is right there. And then put that food in your mouth. Now, if it goes up over 10 beats per minute, that's a bullseye. You need to get rid of that. Okay. That's so, interesting. So it could be a hidden food. It could be, and what you could do, you could even dry it with your salad dressing. You know, MSG, high fructose corn syrup, uh, potassium sorbate. There's all kinds. But you could actually test your your salad dressings because those are those things have got a lot of really bad stuff in it. A lot of them do. do. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that. Yeah. Um, so so anyhow, but um, you got to do your homework when you've got um, autoimmune issues, and people can create autoimmune issues by just eating just processed food. Yeah, continuous processed food. So, um, all right. So we talked about your sleep. We talked about your stress levels. We talked about medications. Um. So, so what to look for is as you're making better choices, as you're weeding out some of these things and, and so forth, you want to look for better bowel, bowel movements. Mm-hmm. You want to look for better urination. You want to look for better energy. And if you're sleeping better, over time your metabolism will go up and you'll start to burn fat. Your body will turn into a more of a fat-burning machine. Oh. That's what I need to do. Now, the other thing you can do, too, is get your blood levels checked for your your fasting glucose levels. As we get older, our fasting glucose levels go up. That's our blood sugar levels. It's just a a fact of life. Our systems just aren't strong like they used to be. It's a big part of the metabolism. So what can happen is your resting or your fasting glucose, as you get older, it can rise. And as it rises your body is less responsive to insulin and it tolerates higher levels of glucose. And so your body's like, well, as this resting glucose or this fasting glucose goes up, your body's like, hey, let's keep producing insulin, see if we can get it to go down. It has to use more insulin as you get older to reduce the glucose. Okay? Okay. And then eventually you end up getting uh, 
pre-diabetes and then diabetes yeah. too. Um, so you can check your, your blood uh, sugar level. And the other thing is you can monitor your changes. You know, every 90 days, uh, just get yourself like one of them prick things. You can go to the drugstore and, and get one of those and see what your blood sugar is. But blood sugar is a good way. A fasting blood sugar is a good way to evaluate how you're doing. That's interesting. I've never thought of that. Yeah. So, yeah, because insulin resistance is big. And what happens is as that blood sugar just starts creeping up, your body's pumping out more and more insulin, and it's not responding. The problem is eating crappy carbohydrates, just dumping them into your bloodstream. Your body has to lower that glucose level, or you can go into a a coma. And so that insulin just, you have to keep producing more and more insulin, the insulin doesn't respond very well. The, the glucose levels don't respond. And so that's insulin resistance. Usually what we see is a person that has a large belly to hip ratio, greater than one to one, you're at risk for developing insulin resistance. So it's a long-term thing, building up a fat over the years around the waist. Um, so what you want to do, what a big one will be, a clue that you have insulin issues is if you eat a meal and then you about pass out a half hour to an hour later like you're dying. You mean just like dead tired? Hypoglycemia, yeah. That's a big sign that you got. It's up and down a lot. But as you eat healthier and you exercise, you develop insulin sensitivity. In other words, you require less insulin to control glucose. And that's a good thing. That's a good sign. That's a good indicator of health. And that's the trend that you want with your the way you eat. You want to balance your metabolism. You want to work on increasing the sensitivity um, of your insulin response in your body. You can do that. You can do all that stuff. Yeah. It just takes time and it keeps repetition. When you fall off the wagon, just get up, keep going. Don't beat yourself up. So the thing is you need a plan, though. You have to have a plan. You have to have a plan. And so there's three things that intersect. There is the uh, the learning part of it. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of people say, oh, yeah, you got to do this, or I heard about that, or no, you can't do that. And it's like they got 50 pounds of fat on them. <laughs> you know? It's not just the education. It's the application of it and getting victories. Okay? And then you develop an attitude. Those three things come together. Okay. The attitude. So I know this is all a natural process. All I have to do is eat the right things. I can turn my fat-burning hormones on. I can increase the effectiveness of insulin in my body. Um, I can have more energy. Uh, I can be healthier, increase my metabolism, and you know reverse a lot of health problems and disease that I have and stay off of medication. Uh, for people around medications, just talk to your doctor about it. But uh, there's a lot of people that that will get on this, and if they don't pay attention, their blood pressure will go way down. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, their blood sugar will go way down, and they didn't even pay attention to their, their medication. Yeah. You know, and uh, so, anyhow. Well, this has been fantastic. This has been a great little series, and, and I know I've learned, and I hope our listeners have learned. If we, uh, if we touched on anything that you're not – clear about or if you have questions maybe we didn't cover feel free to contact us go to whitehousechiropractic.com there's a contact uh, sheet there you'll see it in the top menu click on that leave us uh, a message or question we'll get back to you or give us a call anywhere you can call us at area code 615-672-7878 
Dr. Banning's offices are located right here in beautiful White House, Tennessee, 147 Raymond Hirsch Parkway. Uh, well, I've really enjoyed this, and I'm motivated now, Dr. Banning. I'm ready to, to drop some of these extra pounds I've got. Okay. Yeah, you're going to have to hold me to that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Did you have anything you wanted to, uh, to add before we leave? No, I just need to go to Cracker Barrel. And some biscuits <laughs> I'm right and gravy. You. Yes. I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> I'm with you. No, I'm going to go home and try to find something good to eat. All right. Well, thank you very much for this series, and I'm looking forward to what's coming up next. And I hope you have a safe trip. And by the way, congratulations. This is episode 50 of your podcast. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. That's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Seems like we just started yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Well, take care and uh, have a safe trip, and we will see you when you return. Okay. Okay.